no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the 40 Yard Switch. Happy New Year for all listeners out there celebrating. Uh, we are back for our first episode of the New Year 2024, ringing it in with episode 126 of the program. Hey Wilbur, a very good morning and happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, mate. Yeah, thanks. Um, what a way to kick things off. Yes. With West Ham Brighton. West Ham Brighton, a footballing feast. Nil all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nil at London Stadium. No, but yeah, I think... Wait, because yes, was yesterday's game... Liverpool-Newcastle, yeah. Was that the first one of the new new year? No. I think so, yeah. True. I mean, Clinch. that that was a good that was a good game to start the new year. Actually, no, I think oh, no. Arsenal and Spurs' games were the 1st of January as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But alas, um, yeah, so there's been a plenty of footballing action over the festive period, um, and I've watched some of it, but I can't say I've watched all of it, because, you know, I've been getting busy. busy. getting pissed. <laughs> um, well, he's scratching his shoes. Sorry, it's a cat being annoying. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so what we're going to do instead is not talk about so much the football that's been happening over the festive period, but... The football that's been happening over the first half of the season, mm. and we're going. And with that being said, we're going to give our mid-season awards because you know that's we've done it before, so let's do it again. <laughs> uh, yes, it's the perfect time to do it. Yeah, so it's not quite <laughs> mid-season; it's twenty games. So we should, arguably should have done it last week, but. We were too busy getting pissed last week, yeah. so <laughs> um, we're going to do it now. So we've got a few categories. The categories are team of the team of the half of the season, <laughs> uh, the best player so far this season, the player the player who's like been the best sort of breakout star this season. Doesn't necessarily have to be a young player; just has to be a player that's broken out. Here we have the best signing of the season so far. Again, these these awards may not be what happens at the end of the season, but this is what's happened so far this season. Uh, a team that has surprised us the most um, in term, in a good way. A team that has been the biggest flop. Uh, and the uh, best manager of the season. We're not going to do it in that order, um, but actually those are just the categories we've got. Uh, so, without further ado, which one should we start with? Should we start with team of the season? Yeah, let's start off with team. All right, team are, we, team. Um, are we doing separate? And then are we going to build our own, build together? Let's build together. Okay. By by line of... Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. By All right, of so goalkeeper of the season. Fuck, who, Evan who, Ferguson's good. Sorry. Yeah, he is very good. <laughs> who have you gone with for goalkeeper of the season? I've gone with Vicario. Same. Yeah, yeah no, no, he's been really good. Um, interesting. So, t- top of the uh, like clean sheet kind of like standing at the moment is both Allison and Onana. 
mm. which is wild. Yeah, and just goes to show how much of like that is just not the stat to be. And it's not how. Yeah, Golden Gloves should never be decided on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I just feel like Vicario. Um, I think yeah, he's right up there for like most goals prevented, um, and the way that he contributes with his feet as well to what Tottenham do is is, is very good. No, hundred percent. Yeah. It was between him or Allison, but it's boring to give it to Allison every year. So, yeah, um, I'm going to give it to Vicario. All right, starting in the back line, um, I, for right back, I've gone with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Sweet. I think yeah, he's just come back um, so much this season in that new role. Yeah, it seems to have found another gear, um, and his defending seems to have stepped up mm. as well. Yeah. So yeah. I, stamp, I wonder stamp. whether it comes with like you know a bit more strength in Liverpool's midfield. Possibly, yeah. Like because I saw a, yeah a bit of analysis. We might get onto it. Actually, no, no, no. Let's let, let's let's move along. Okay. <laughs> um, who, who have you got at centre back? Because then I'll be able to say. What uh, I've say. got Saliba and Van Dijk. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. There's been other good defenders, uh, but some of them I've either got injured uh, uh, too early, so they've missed time, so they can't be picked for that. Like Mickey van der Ven is one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, true. But yeah, like those two have been play have played every game for their teams and have been really, really, really solid. Do you think, in my mind, the best two centre backs in the league currently? What about what about Ruben Diaz? I feel like Ruben Diaz is in this on the same level as. Them. I feel like he's on the same level, but I just don't think he's been as impressive. I think this been season. This season. Do you think he's just set like him and the Manchester City team collectively have just set such crazy kind of heights I mean, for themselves? That yes and no, but I also feel like that Man City team also just does rotate a little bit and also has looked a little bit more vulnerable this season than they have in other seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I do, his stats this season are still very, very good. Mm. Yeah, and there's no doubt. I think yeah. I think that like the best three centre backs in the league are, are those three. Yeah. I just think at the moment, um, oh, as West Ham go close, um, Van Dijk and Saliba are the best two. Yeah. I feel like yeah, the the, the very interesting one this season is the reemergence of Van Dijk. Yeah, he's and, really found found his form again. And that's what I was going to say before, just about like, um, Trent. yeah, Trent as well. Mm. All of the, so yeah, there was the analysis from Jamie Carragher and like all of Van Dyke's um, Liverpool seasons, and basically when when he hasn't, apart from last season, when he hasn't played as much, their points tally is nowhere near it where it's been apart from last season. So yeah, I feel like potentially that that added a bit of strength in, back in Liverpool's midfield is kind of helping the the defense a little bit for as sure. a whole. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um. All right, left back. This could be interesting. I've gone with Vitaly Mikolenko. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> I've gone with Destiny Udogi, but um, Vitaly Mikolenko is arguably just as good a shout. There's not many like standout left backs. Yeah. This year, Vitaly Mikolenko. Yeah, I think he's. I was looking at. I was looking at some stats last night. He's got two goals, and when Everton were on that, like really good run, um, a little bit ago. Hang on, bear with me. Um, he like he was like definitely part of the reason why they were why they were playing so well. No, for sure. And he's he's right up there with with tackles per game. He's got three point five tackles per game, which is apparently the third highest in in the, in the Premier League. Um, so yeah, 
I think I think Mikalenko's had a good season and yeah. I'd happily have him in there. Yeah. 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 Uh we can do like two separate teams and then make our own combined team at the end. I mean like sort of speak about uh, okay, teams. true. And then True because we've agreed on everything else so yeah. far. So so yeah, I, I, I yeah. Um We'll just say who each has got, and then at the end we'll decide at the point, the places of contention. Yeah, okay. Who we think should get in. Yeah. So you've got Mikolenko, I've got a doggy. Uh, the midfielders where I had the most trouble. Yeah. Um, Declan Rice, I was certain about. Yeah. Uh, I've got Rice. Then I had well. Lucas Pakatar. Lucas Pakatar, okay. Did you have, you don't assume you didn't I don't know. have Lucas Pakatar. I was considering James Madison, but I just don't think, again, one of those players who has missed a fair bit of time. See, um, I did put James you Madison. You got James Madison, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Okay, I, just, I just thought what he did when he was in was, like, stupid. Like, yeah. And, you know, basically catapulted Spurs to the top of the league yeah. almost single-handedly. And replacing one of the best Premier League players of all time essentially so yeah uh, yeah. and the other midfield spot I gave to um, Phil Foden Phil Foden yeah. okay. I, I gave it to Cole Palmer uh, interesting I feel like Cole Palmer's penalties have invaded how good he's been actually been yeah he's had, he's had some good games some very good games but as a whole there's been lots of games where he's just been kind of eh, same thing for Chelsea yeah but that's fair I feel like Phil Foden is more like of a not, winger. Not not been lighting the lighting the league up really. Mm. Like you know, again, like midfield is where City have kind of been exposed a little bit this season, especially when Rodri's not been in there. And that's true. And I guess he always and De Bruyne, and he, he hasn't, hasn't always been, been playing to, at mid at, in midfield either. Mm. Mm. I do think Cole Palmer. I was thinking... He's playing in a team as well that isn't... I was thinking Phil Foden or Dominic Shabozlai was the only other player I was thinking about. Yeah. But Shabozlai as well went off the boil a little bit about a month ago. Mm. Um, but still been very good. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, if out of all those guys, I'd probably have James Madison next to Pakatar. I think Pakatar has been the most consistent out of all those names we've just said. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, all right. Well, that's and and I suppose sort of, yeah, replacing Declan Rice and being part of the reason why West Ham is still up and about there. Mm. So, mm. all right, moving on to the front three. So I've got Salah. Yeah, name. Harland. No. No. Yeah. And Son. Yeah, I've got uh, Dominic Solanke. Dominic Solanke. Yeah, true. Two goals less than Harland. In a considerably worse team, mm. and has uh, just looked very good. Um, yeah, I just I've been really, really because like it's not just the goals he scores; it's like the caliber of the goals he scores, like just real elite anticipation, um, really good headers, great finishing, like a combination of good like in behind play and target play, like yeah. And he's only scored two goals less than Haaland, and Haaland plays in a team. Like no discredit to Haaland. I think Haaland's an incredible footballer. But Haaland plays in a team where perhaps he has arguably the best service in the league. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually saw an interesting stat 
last night when I was having a look through. So big chances missed. Darwin Nunez eighteen. Yeah. Erling Haaland seventeen. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. So I think like that just goes to show like what you're saying as well. Like, yeah, he he scores a lot of goals, but he has a lot of chances to score them as well. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, but, I've got Dominic Solanke in there. Bit of bit of a bit of a, I know a bit of a shock shout, but I just think he's been really really good. And this pretend he also is a spoiler for who my breakout player of the season is. <laughs> I definitely think as well. Um, it's it, it's worth a shout in terms of you know like sometimes we'll leave Harlan out of contention because it gets boring picking him every time. Yeah, but I think it is hard to go past him for that. Yeah, no, that's true. Spot. And to be fair, Harlan's also played less games and yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sticking with Slanky. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, do we do we just go with two different teams or do we go back and try and? Um. Think about it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to breakout player next because I've already kind of spoiled mine. Um, mine's Dominic Solanke. <laughs> mine's well, mine's Cole Palmer. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I, feel, no. I feel like in terms of breaking onto the scene, he like really has. Yeah, for like some reason I thought you were going to say Jared Branthwaite. Jared Branthwaite, true. <laughs> yeah. He he really has broken onto the scene as well. But I just think in terms of. Um, kind of scale of like his kind of profile now yeah like you know he's he left City to become the main man at Chelsea and he well and truly is that now yeah easily. and he's got an England call up he's I mean Jared Branthwaite should also get an England call up to be fair but um, yeah I, I, I think he's definitely had a big breakout season no for sure yeah. 100% yeah. Uh, alright best signing um, I think this one's clear. James Madison? No, I think oh. Declan Rice. Oh, Declan Rice. I think Declan Rice. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I just think... The only thing I'll say, the yeah. only thing I'll say in like, for James Madison's case, even though he's missed some games, is um, £60 million pounds less. Yeah, yeah. But no, Declan Rice is is definitely... a unbelievable shout for that as well yeah I think just also for the fact that Declan Rice is the first 100 million player that looks like a 100 million player yeah yeah Ex- exactly that's that's kind of makes you think a little bit less about the price tag because it's like he's actually living up to it yeah um, so yeah I, I yeah I think he's been class it's also just such a difficult position to fill that like you know deep line central midfielder who breaks up play and can also kind of like be a playmaker at the same time no agreed agreed oh, I'm happily changed my answer to that because again like I said Madison hasn't hasn't played a whole lot of yeah time yeah. since going down um, the uh, su- the surprise team this season Aston Villa yeah no big time yeah yeah yeah. I think yeah. The, so they're second. Everyone round. knew they'd be good, but I don't think everyone knew, knew how how good they would be. Yeah, they're and second now. They're clear of well, two points clear of Arsenal. Yeah, and they're outright second in the twenty twenty three calendar year table. Yeah, right. Which okay. is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, they've just been class, and it's, it's crazy what they've done. And yeah, Unai Emery's press conference the other day where he's like. 39 points. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. As <laughs> he strokes his chin like a mad villain. villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But okay, so there's a there's a couple of candidates for flop team of the season. Uh, who have you gone with? I think, like, it's interesting picking breakout player and then <laughs> flop team is Chelsea. But I think I feel like it has to be Chelsea. See, I disagree because of where Chelsea finished last season. Yeah, they they kind of haven't gone anywhere. They've just sort of stayed the same. Yeah. So for me, it was between Brentford and Man United. Yeah, because uh, Brentford, oh, true, Brentford are way below where the standards they've set. Mm. Uh, and Man United, while they're only in seventh, have the performances uh, really where they've flopped. Mm. Um, Flopping out of the Champions League in that yeah. manner as well. So I think I'm going to just go with Man United. But Brentford need to buck up the ideas real fast. Yeah. I thought I also had... Brentford as an idea but I just thought just because they don't have the sort of like resources like I felt I felt yeah Chelsea and Man United yeah I also I also have Newcastle in there as like a yeah they're they're a smoky for sure yeah just because they started so they started so well and they obviously finished in the Champions League spots last year and now they've also, they didn't flop out of the Champions League. And they are down to ninth in the table. Yeah. yeah, so they're struggling. But I think I will stick with Chelsea. I think when you spend that much money... Yeah. And, like, the expectation... Even if you weren't bad... You were bad last season. Like, they mm. shouldn't be in... I'm going to go half? with United because outside of the Everton game and the second half of the Aston Villa game, I don't think they've actually played a good performance in any of the games they've played this season. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Um... So yeah, all right. And best manager. Best manager. I think I'm going to have to go with Unai Emery. Yeah, there's a couple of candidates. Postacoglu, Emery and Klopp, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah, Emery taking Aston Villa to, to second is by far the biggest achievement, I think, for a manager this season. Whoa. Yeah, I... I would say Klopp's in second. Yeah. To be able to turn around like a, a, a team midfield, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and credit Ange for what he's done. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's crazy that Ange won those three manager of the months in a row. Yeah. And now he's like, we're not talking about him a bit. Yeah. Like, and, like to be fair, Spurs are only three points off the top of the table, which is mm. pretty wild. Just shows how close the Premier League and is. And no one no one thought he would be able to do that. But it's also interesting, I was listening to the Athletic Football podcast the other day. Uh, since the start of November, they've conceded the equal most amount of goals in the Premier League along with Nottingham Forest. Mm. So while they're doing very well, I just don't think, I'm not sure how sustainable the success is if they continue to do that. I know they've had, you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry they've got available at the, at the back. Yeah. But... I do think that's where they're struggling and... To be fair, I feel like that's been the yeah the, the story all season, and they're still getting the points they kind of yeah. need. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, it kind of in a sense it is kind of averaging out and kind of seeming seemingly is sustainable. But yeah, who knows? With more outs coming up, Son's leaving now for the Asian Cup. Yeah, um, pa- Papasal if Afcon. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. But yes, see. no. Uno Emery wins. Um, the manager of the season so far for me. Good evening. And finally, we have a player of the season. I still haven't decided. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a tough one. Um, 
I mean, the obvious candidates are Salah, Declan Rice. Mm. Um, it's weird because we haven't picked any Aston Villa players in the team of the season. And there's no real standout player of the team of the player of the season in Aston Villa either. Yeah. They just seem to be a very good team. Yeah. Which is probably the good thing. I think that like shows speaks volumes about the manager as well. Ooh. Yeah. Um Oh, and Brighton go close again. Jesus. Um uh, who else? Svan City as well. Again, haven't had apart from Haaland, who's leading the golden boot, haven't had actually he's equal salary in the golden boot. Haven't had that many standouts because their season's been a little bit underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, like the importance of Rodri has really been the story of Man City this season. Yeah. But you wouldn't say he's... Been player of the season. Yeah. Because he's I missed think, all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then when he's come back in, there's been... Yeah. Issues with that as well. I think I'm going to go for... Trent's also a shout. I'm not yeah. just saying that because I have a bias towards that, but I do think he's been one of the best players this season. No, I think so too. I think so too. But I think I'm going to pick Declan Rice. I think, yeah, Arsenal have obviously changed a lot this season and he's brought a lot of what he's good at to, to become sort of what Arsenal have strengths in now. Um, and yeah, like again, just the importance of that position, living up to the price tag... Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Declan Rice. I am going to go with, and this is going against what I predicted, but I'm going to go Mohamed Salah at the moment. Mohamed Salah? I yeah. do think Trent's still, still in the running for the end of season, team player of the season, as per my prediction. But I, uh, I'm going to say Mohamed Salah so far has, has been, you know, he's equal tied with the Golden Boot, has the most assists in the Premier League. Mm. It's been fantastic. Evergreen. Yeah. Um, all right. So now the last thing, the last thing we'll tick off is um, reviewing our predictions for oh, early morning podcasts. You tend to yawn. Um <laughs> Uh, who we think is going to win the Premier League, uh, top four, and um, relegation. So we'll start with relegation. Uh, I I, don't, I can't remember who I predicted, but um, let, me, let me bring it up. Let me bring it up. Do we yeah. po- do we post it? <coughs> I oh, don't. I, I don't remember. <coughs> we might have. We might not have. But I am pretty sure I didn't predict the the, two, the three newly promoted teams to go down. Yeah. So no. We, yeah. You picked. You picked. Sheffield, Luton, Wolves. Yeah. I picked Sheffield, Luton, Palace. Yeah. I'm going to pick Sheffield, Luton, Burnley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I might do the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's worth noting that Everton are only a point clear of the relegation zone now, I think. But yeah, all the teams that are above the newly promoted teams have just looked better. Yeah. Over over the majority of the games than the promoted teams. Luton have have, have had a decent couple of games. But Sheffield and, and Sheffield and Burnley have tightened things up a bit. But it's just again like I would try I would trust a Palace, an Everton, a Forest to win Brentford crucial as well. Brentford to win crucial games. 
yeah. over the rest of those three. So I'm going to pick the newly promoted teams, which is never something you like to see. But mm. oh well. yeah, I I think it's hard to say say anything apart from that at the moment. Like yeah, yeah the way the season's going. All right, so now the top four. Now, so, I predicted before the season, Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, City, and... United. United. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. And I I picked the same. Okay. Well, I'm still going to pick Arsenal, Liverpool, City. Uh, and now the question is, do I pick Spurs or Aston Villa to hold out for the last top four spot? And I am going to stick to my guns with Aston Villa just because um, while Ange seems to be doing it at the moment with his bare-bones squad, I do think they'll lose points, and especially when they lose Son to the um, Asian Cup. I'm not sure how many African players Aston Villa have. They don't have any Asian players, so Mm. I think they'll maintain it to stay in the top four. Your thoughts? Yeah, I can't think of any African African. They've got like maybe Bertrand Traore, but he's not a starter. So, yeah. or maybe Bubica. I think Bubica Camera is French. So, I don't know. Still, I mean, yeah, obviously Liverpool, Man City, and Arsenal will stay. I think in in the top four, but I don't. I really don't know. I feel like the other one's wide open. There's so many, like that. Even could be like, this is pretty out there. But Man United or Newcastle surge again, like. I just, I, I based on based on performances, the... I just do not see United doing yeah. it. Like, like, but, but potentially Newcastle. Newcastle maybe if they can if they, if they can find some legs uh, yeah. now that they're out of Europe. But like uh, for me, there's always the threat, I guess, of United figuring it out. But like they just would have needed to have more than one and a half good performances this season in twenty games. Yeah. To for for, for me to trust that they'll do that, and they haven't. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm also going to go with Aston Villa and like over Tottenham and just because um, of the manager. Yeah. I think the manager's got more experience and just seems a bit more practical Yeah. than than Ange. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that, so for champions, I'm actually going to, I'm going to stick with, with Arsenal. Oh, really? I'm yeah. going to stick with Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got, I've had, I've got no reason yet to go against my previous prediction. I know they'll lose Salah to AFCON, but, like, they've been playing very well, and they haven't been, like, while he's been their top scorer, I don't, I actually don't think they've been overly reliant on him. Mm. So I just think, yeah, they're going to keep doing what they're doing, and, hope, and well, hopefully for my prediction, <laughs> Egypt crashed out of AFCON pretty, pretty quickly, and then they're back. Um, I I do kind of get the feeling they'll be all right without Salah as well. Yeah, for for a little bit. They kind of have to be because they need to be sort of preparing for life after him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, sticking with Liverpool is my prediction. I'll stick with Arsenal. I, I I don't know. I just feel. I don't know. I just feel like they've 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 got what they need to to do it this season. We have the defensive foundation for the attack. Just needs to be figured out somewhat. Yeah. They've fallen off the pace a little bit just in the last couple of days. Yeah. The overreaction to us losing two games has been wild. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't really understand it. I'm like, we, okay, we played, we lost two games. One of them we definitely should have won. Yeah. We went to West Ham. And the, even the Fulham one, we didn't play that well. We, we still created more than they did. 
Yeah. Like, it's not like we were, like, you know, completely outplayed. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, you know, people people will say what they'll say. But, yeah, uh, that's been the uh, Premier League mid-season. Okay, just before we finish, let's go back to that team of the season. Let, let's, let's pick an agreed team. I'm happy to have Stig Mikolenko in there. Udogi's missed some games. I mean, so has Mikolenko, but... Um, no, no, Mikolenko's played every game. Has he? Yeah. Every game? Pretty sure. Oh, maybe it was the League Cup he missed the game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll stick Mikolenko in there. In the midfield... Mik- Mikkel- I think he's played every minute. Actually. Oh, really? I think I saw that last time. Um, all right, then I'll... Um, Declan Rice, James Madison, and Lucas Pakatara, Cole Palmer. I'll, I'll give... I don't know. I'll or do we pa- pick Cole Palmer and Lucas Pakatara? Because James Madison's missed, like, all those yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. I'll yeah. go with that. I'll go with that. Um, and then the front three, Solanke or Haaland, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be that bothered either. Like, you can, you can. I feel like it's hard for me to say Solanke because I don't. I feel like I have not seen that much of him. Yeah, it's fair. I've just seen a fair few of his game on our match of the day, and he's. Look, I'll, I'm happy. To, I'm happy to give you Solanke just because. I don't like picking Harland all the time. Yeah, okay. Sweet. Yeah. Dominic Solanke, it is. Beautiful. And there's our team of the season. So and that's, far. And that's been us on this uh, not very summery early uh, January summer morning. Rainy, rain rainy Rain comes down morning. outside and the sky is grey. Uh, as always, if you've liked what you've heard, um, it's, we've been, been a week and a half away, but we're back, or maybe even two weeks. Uh, if you like what you heard, give us a follow on our social medias. Um, 40yardswitch.pod on Instagram, 40yardswitchpod everywhere else. Uh, and uh, give us a nice little big five-star rating on Spotify and give us a follow on there too. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. I think we've got one more episode uh, recorded in Melbourne before some very big news coming out of the show. Mm. Uh, one of us is <laughs> moving abroad. Um, but we'll, we'll talk more about that next week. And what it means. And what it means for the show moving forward. Yes. But anyway, that's us signing out for another week. Hope you've enjoyed and good morning.